And welcome back to the Off the Clock Show. You're joined today with myself, Sean Gervais from Orbis X, and Marty, Mr. Marshall Hill from the Pints of Polishing Podcast, as well as Hyper Clean Car Care Products and creator of the soon to be pineapple scent. Ooh, <laughs> we'll just leave it there. <laughs> How you doing, Marty? Good. You're jumping ahead because, you know, we've already had to do this once, but. Uh... Oh, that's true. This is round two of the podcast. I had some major technical malfunctions with one of my microphones. Got another microphone going now. It's been one of those days, man. But uh... then he broke a camera. Yeah. Yeah. Broke a ca- the camera lens. Yeah. It's a, so I <laughs> not the finest hour for me with technology, but uh, that's. Okay. But I have had those days. You asked, like I have had those days. Like it, some days I just get good. I just probably should better go home. And there yeah. was days I did, right? Like I analyzed my days and when things would go too bad, I would just go home because I realized it's probably safer at home than it's true. <laughs> the amount of bullshit that's happening out here in the real world. Like I'll just it's go ahead true. and punt today. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a good pre-tip though. Sometimes you gotta know when to call it and you gotta just know when to say, you oh, know, enough's enough, man. Because everyone gets in this mentality where, Oh, I have to work x amount of hours per day or something like that but me i'm more task-based if i'm getting this this and this done then i can chalk it up as a that's a win for the day you know and then i'm done and uh yeah today repping my other company printing shark <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah thanks I, oh uh, i should have grabbed one of our so we uh we actually they just came in today our new shirts just came in mm. oh. right on you got some like hoodies or no, not or... yet. I mean, we'll do hoodies, but it's still warm here. So, you know, we get a little bit of weather, but it's not, you bad. know, you don't have to rub it in. Okay. This morning I had a call. I was talking with a buddy in Guanajuato. He's in Mexico. I'm like, yeah. So what's the weather like? Man? Oh, Leon. Uh, he's very close. He, well, he's about maybe 25, no, 35 minutes away from Leon. Yeah. I remember yeah. that's Leon is where I used to go. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yo, they make a shit ton of shoes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just fun fact. Yeah. All <laughs> yeah. the uh, you know, I was a mobile detailer. I didn't care about boots, but not only sh- they they make really great shoes there, but their boots are phenomenal. Yeah, and all the yeah. doctors and all the different people who you know were yeah. older and had a bunch of me. You and know, I was a detailer, you know, in my twenties, and I would go on these trips because it was what I wanted to do. But we had a you know. <laughs> We had actual adults, you know, actual people. You know. I was pulling tooth yeah. one time and, and the, they go, are you a doctor? I go, no, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night. Yeah, yeah. That was when that joke, had, uh, those commercials had started coming out, but in Mexico, they hadn't seen them yet. So they didn't understand. What oh, I was they were like, okay. Yeah, they were like, huh? We have a Holiday Inn? I was like. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. No. It's like, <laughs> no, we're, we're in the barrio. I can pull teeth here. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're happy that their teeth are coming out because. Oh yeah, they don't care who's doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was they were in bad shape, but so everybody there was getting. I mean, and it was funny because it was really interesting because either the pastor and all these like deacons, people in the church, and all were bringing back illegal boots, <laughs> illegal, but beautiful. You know, like gorgeous Quality. boots, like yeah. any of those rare animals you can find. I mean, this is the place that made them on. Leon Guanajuato is a great place yeah, to go. They, oh, their boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, yeah, see me, I knew the shoes. I didn't know too much about the boots, but uh, shit, nice boots too, huh? Mm-hmm. And, and the craftsmanship. Oh, that's yeah. where you, you really notice the difference. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I brought back, uh, when I brought back the tequila, they had those little bo- it had this little box. It was a house, and yeah. you had to little latch and open up the door. I mean, it was fucking yeah, crazy yeah. for a bottle of tequila. That's I was like, neat. hell yeah, this is... Yeah, so yeah. Way to do it. 
I, I like things like that where it's a really creative bottle kind of thing, you know. And uh, uh, we were in Mexico. Fuck, when did we go? Last October, a year ago. And uh, I bought this bottle. Super cool. It's got like these eyes on it and animals mm. all over the place. And uh, the eyes move. So as you like pour it, you know, different parts of the bottle, the eyes will move and look at you and stuff. It's pretty cool. But uh, they got some cool shit like that. And uh, actually, they're, yeah, they got uh, three days of holiday coming up there. They, oh, yeah. They, Day of the Dead's coming up, isn't it? Yeah. But then they also now have started kind of implementing like Halloween in a way. Just done a little bit different. But uh, yeah, they, they make these little sugar candies that they look like skulls. And um, I think they, they call them calaveritas. But anyway, they, uh, they, they go around and give those to the kids and stuff. So the kids get three days of candy now. Just, uh... <laughs> oh yeah nicely done yeah i know right like, yeah way to go man <laughs> uh what do you think i mean that would i think when i die i want to go die down there because that way i can come back once a year yeah because <laughs> if you that's die a, in the u.s it doesn't, like, work, yeah, out it doesn't work yeah, out yeah that's true at least you come back once a year and for yeah. a part yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Move the and family we'll down there. They'll nice be like, weather. why are yeah, we going yeah. down here? Well, that way I can come back and visit you once a year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Well, yeah, solid plan, though. Yeah. yeah. yeah I always told I so. my wife, you know, when I passed, just cremate me. And then I was like, put me in some sort of ink or something. Because then I'll end up everywhere. You know, it's just like little bits of me all over the world. You know, like I, I put me in the ink they print money with. There you go. Then I'll just end up everywhere. <laughs> yeah with my luck i'll end up in a crack house or something <laughs> yeah i put a whole different definition to dirty money huh sean yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> jesus oh man so you have any more of the pumpkin stuff left oh uh, yeah because we were joking earlier everybody got to miss uh you're right they yeah. missed the rimmer a lot yeah. of great fun uh rim job jokes and all that good stuff oh, yeah. but kevin's a listener and a, a user of hyperclean he lives up in maine and uh he knew that Pumpkin Head was my second favorite beer. Actually, he brought me a hat and brought me shirts and stuff to uh, Mobile Tech last year. It was really cool. Just in the booth, he goes, Marty? And I go, yeah. He's like, I'm Kevin. I brought you some stuff. And it was a shipyard hat and a shipyard shirt. I'm like, what? That's awesome. So I hit him up and I was like, hey, man, we can't get shipyard again. For some reason in Oklahoma, this was my second favorite pumpkin ale and we can no longer get it shipyard. Um, it's their pumpkin head and don't know why. So I hit him up, yeah. threw him some, some Venmo and he went over to the brewery there and what a bada bing, bada boom. Here we go. I mean, this yeah. is really cool. I'd never, we joked around cause right. We've done Dos Equis, we've done Mexican lagers that, you know, you, yeah. you rim up the, the glass. Definitely people are used to it on daiquiris and sugar on daiquiris or margaritas and the salt, but I'd never had a, I'd never had a well, sugar and spices on yeah. on my rim. I mean, even the rabbit on your rim. <laughs> uh, yeah. the spices make everything nicer. That's what they say. You know? That's it. Absolutely, and a little sweet. You know? so, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I do like it. It is good. It's it really adds a it adds a unique thing to it. I could definitely see this with some different types of beers, um, and adding a little bit of cinnamon and spice to. You know, like a, a, a ooh, that would be really good. And if you got like a, a stout, like a chocolate stout or something like that, then add the, the the pumpkin and spices to the outside, and you get that a little bit. Like I can see you, I can see this yeah. going in a couple different types yeah. of, uh, yeah, a couple different types of beers. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Now, given that you can't get these locally right now, are you going to savor them or are you going to just, uh, I don't know. I'm drinking them. Yeah. <laughs> Live life to the fullest. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No reason to I'm save the them. Way. Someone will bring me a, a nice bottle of something, you know, and they'll be like, Oh, you know, here, congrats for whatever. And then, uh, you know, my wife will be like, so are you going to like save that and take a shot every year or something? I'm like, fuck no. Like, this is, I don't know if I'm going to be here next year. <laughs> no, obviously I'll be here, but I mean, why save it? Like, uh, enjoy the moment, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. No, that, that, that rim job you took earlier, that, that looked good, man. That's, <laughs> I'll have to save all those. I don't think uh, you should okay. tell people that you watched me getting a rim job. <laughs> well, that's why. Uh, it, it or did I give one? Fun. Did I get it or give yeah. it? I'm not sure. <laughs> what Maybe I did both. Get in, give it the same Yeah. Time physically possible asexually uh rim jobbed yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it went from pre-tip to the double rim <laughs> jesus community <laughs> mm. but uh yeah so just before we cut out last time you were about to tell me about this funny post oh uh, yeah so, so uh, and it was it was about pineapple and we were talking about so yeah. all right Love pineapple. Always love pineapple. We were talking about what does, you know, does anybody know the way that you, when you're at the grocery store, how to know when the pineapple's right to, to purchase? I'm like you. I always thought, you know, press on the bottom, you know, and it's what right. you do with watermelons and different melons, right? But no, you actually, the very middle part of where the the head is, the little spiky things, you just see if the very center ones will pull out real easy. They pull out real easy and it's ready. It's ripe and ready. Ready to take it home. Man, it doesn't pull that, out. That blew my mind. Yeah, if, it if you don't pull out, if it doesn't pull, pull out, out, it's a problem. It's a problem. No problem. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. You know, yeah, I used to do that. I used to just touch the sides or you know yeah. stuff like that. Hey, I've seen some people do some funny shit in the grocery stores. They'll, they'll like shake them, and I'm like, what are you hoping to hear? <laughs> Fucking pineapple. Liquid. Liquid. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and then they're like, ooh, that one's no pineapple good. juice. Know. They were looking. How much pineapple juice is in there? Pineapple juice. It's not a coconut. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's, it's funny. Sometimes I, you know, the stuff I see in grocery stores. I swear to God, it's. But so it, it ties in because then we were talking about also. So we got a new product that's going to be releasing later, and pineapple scent just got arrived today. The scent's yeah. unbelievable. Love it. I love the way it, it is. And I I saw it made me think of this this post that I saw where a guy ran the Berlin marathon okay. with a pineapple on his head yeah. the entire time. On yeah. On, on his head. head. I mean, <laughs> who the hell does that? Ran. Like with it on yeah. Who the-, <laughs> who the hell does that? So, but yeah, it was this picture and I'll, I'll pull it up for you. I know nobody else will be able to see it, but. Uh, Is there a story uh, that? Why would he? No, just said uh, this man ran the entire Berlin Marathon with a pineapple on his head. Holy shit. I wonder <laughs> if he, he must have had to practice for that. Obviously. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But imagine you got to keep your, I mean, imagine Whoa. how much work that takes to keep your head that still while you're running a marathon. That's true. Holy That's not shit. walking around the fucking grocery store once you picked up the, yeah. the pineapple. And even that for most people That's would be 26 miles <laughs> while you're running. That's crazy. Holy shit. And it did it fall at least once? No. I mean, it doesn't say that. I don't know. I didn't I didn't I didn't dive into I, I just, after that. That was the only picture of the pineapple on it. It was head. too ironic that pineapples and everything. And then I saw this and I was like, oh, that's too ironic. Like so oh, I didn't yeah. even I didn't even look it up or you know see what it was about. I just 
saw the post, screenshot it, and I was like, yeah, yeah that's got to be the yeah, like that's. You when do you ever see a guy running around a marathon with a pineapple head? Like never, fucking crazy. So what you do is you message him and you say, hey, listen, if you can do it again with a <laughs> bottle of hyperclean pineapple scent on your head, <laughs> you know, it could be a good promotion for you. <laughs> Jeez, that's wild though. Why yeah. the hell? Yeah, I wonder what inspires some people to do stuff like that. You know. Like I get the running the marathon part, but with a pineapple on your head, practicing ability and agility, maybe it was to psych out the other people in the marathon. I don't know. I used to do those like uh, three, three mile ones. Okay. Yeah, little yeah. ones and uh, you know, little fun runs. And the ones that were the best is I did the, the beer. They were called, there was one outfit that was called the beer mile. You literally ran around uh, every quarter mile and you chugged a beer. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. And then the three mile ones were, you know, every quarter mile, you know, every three quarter mile, almost to a mile. I think we had four or five stops. So now you just run a little bit, drink a beer, run a little bit more, drink a beer. Then you get to the end and it's just a big party with a lot more beer. I mean, best way to exercise, you know? Yeah. Oh, exactly. You're mixing the best of both worlds. (laughs) That's why they have to make it three miles. If that was like a 10 mile or something, you're done. Like it's. Jesus, that's crazy. Oof. What was your post? What'd you see? Yeah, so me, I saw some funny ones, but the, the one I the one I sent you earlier today had me laughing. Because, uh, like, you know, Halloween right around the corner and stuff. And uh, so a lot of things that you see are all oh, nice. Watching you get another rim job here. Um, so, <laughs> so Halloween around the corner and a lot of stuff you see is the typical, you know, Halloween sales or specials, things like that. Um, so while that was flooding my timeline, it was nice to see a break in that. And someone was in a hardware store somewhere where they're selling, uh, Halloween decorations, things like that. Anyway, it, it was one of the, the guys in the group actually who posted it, but, um, uh, it was a box where they were selling, uh, Chucky. Remember the movies? Yeah. They were selling like a kind of a figurine, but like a life size well, for his life. Anyways, uh, life size, uh, Chucky, but the box was empty. And the caption just said, oh, that's not good. Because <laughs> it was one of those things where, you know, he would have been like taped inside it kind of thing. And then you buy it, take it home, whatever. But the box. He's already him. out. He's already out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Were you ever into those Chucky movies? No, nah, not so much. Yeah. I, uh, those kind of things. I have, a, I have a hard time with certain types of scary movies. And the reason being is that uh, – the whole time I just feel like I would have done things a lot differently than the person in the movie. So it's not scary to me. I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like, or it's too far fetched, like a doll running around with a knife, stabbing people. Like, Oh, that, that happens. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I, exactly. I hear you. And that's what, but sometimes I like it if it's too far fetched. And by that, I mean, like, I don't know if you remember blade. Uh, oh, hell yeah. I love blade. blade. Yeah. That was more like an yeah, Wesley snipes. But, but yeah. I was into vampire movies though too. I yeah, really yeah, was. Too. I yeah, loved vampire movies. Maybe. Yeah. I knew all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, and then r- r- strange ones that I also like Saw. Loved no, Saw. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. it's not a Halloween, but it's gore and it's scary. Like, But I really enjoyed the games. I enjoyed the, you know, I, I didn't ever watch, speaking of games of people getting killed. Did you watch the, what was that Netflix one with the Asian people that was so popular? Oh, the uh, where they like have to kill each other or something. Something like that. I don't know. I never, never saw it. it. No, yeah, I never got I mean, into it, but I enjoyed Saw. I really thought those were interesting. Yeah, and the thing is with those ones too, they had a really good storyline and, and stuff oh, yeah. like that. You know? But 
Yeah, and that movie, the first one anyways, was made with such a low budget. But the thing I liked about it was what a unique concept, you know? Like mm-hmm. I was, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it reminded me, Saw Now reminds me of Final Destination. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. those ones. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen Final Destination, any of them, for quite some time because they're older now. Uh, but my daughter, my eldest one, she's really into scary movies. So she wanted to watch a scary movie recently. And so I said, well, you know, we'll try and find some from like when I was a kid kind of thing, you know? So we're looking up some movies and man, re-watching them, they are terrible. <laughs> They're terrible. At the time, you know, like I was a teenager, I think, when the first one came out and I was like, you know, it was the new thing. It was like, oh shit, that's crazy, you know? But uh, uh, at that time, you didn't really see people get murdered like that one after the other on TV. In I saw that. I saw was I was scrolling on is it Netflix or uh, Amazon? I don't remember. And I saw the I know what you did last summer trailer, and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah! Wow, I remember that. That was awesome. Yeah, those yeah, were yeah. fun. Love those. It's true, yeah. And then they had like two or three. After yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Scream. Did you get into Scream? No, not so much. Yeah, no. the, the cast I didn't really like uh, for some reason. There was I thought it was hilarious. Movie. Yeah, I loved watching those too. Yeah. 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 So, so those are the kind that you'd find more funny than scary, though, right? Like just scream, like, yeah, 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 funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, yeah, I, I didn't care. Really... I thought it was awesome when somebody got stabbed or, you know, that big fish hook getting. The stuck fish hook in thing. Yeah, I was like, hell oh, yeah, get them, <laughs> get them. <laughs> yeah, you know what? One series I like. It's not really in the scary movie kind of realm per se, but uh, the uh, what is it? John Wick. Those movies. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Cause uh I, I started watching one yesterday, fell asleep because I, I watched two movies last night. One of them was uh The Fifth Element. Old, old movie, but uh mm-hmm. yeah, good movie. It just popped up in my thing. I was like, shit, you know, I haven't watched that movie in at least a decade. Threw it on, good movie, you know. It's all right, fit the bill. And then uh after that, stuff that started popping up next, I was like, Oh, John Wick. There's supposed to be a new one coming too, so I'm pretty excited. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, what I we've gotten into lately is uh, I finished up the uh, Lord of the Rings series of that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good. If you like Lord, I love Lord of the Rings. I've love actually never it. seen it. Oh Any- man, I'm a big fan. It, I think it's because of the journey. I really do, uh, okay. and all the yeah, difficulties, yeah. and the journey keeps going, and the, these new people come in, and. I really think it's a big part of the way just business and life goes, right? Like you got this life, you got this lifelong journey, this big thing you got to do in business. And there's going to be a lot of people that come around come and go. There's going to be people that, you know, just, you got a lot of troubles, right? (laughs) You got a lot of problems. I love zombie movies. And my wife was always asking me like, why the hell do you like these kind of movies? And I like for some reason where, like everything is like taken from you almost like that whole like you know drop a millionaire in the middle of a city mm-hmm. and take his wallet take his connections his phone all that stuff and how does he rebuild himself i like seeing those kinds of things and it's business 100 percent. like how many times we've been knocked down and then we pick ourselves back up and we rebuild and we come back stronger and you know there's a lot of real life lessons in those kind of movies that uh, and not even life lessons that like you're going to learn something per se but you could just relate to it because what you've gone through, you know, like there's uh there could be like a competing little village next to you and they're trying to steal your shit or whatever. And then uh, how do you overcome that? How do you make use of what you have? It's yeah, I can see, I can see the correlation. Yeah. yeah so I'm excited about, I've got to go back and watch those original. There's just, they're three hours long though. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's why I could never get into them. To be honest with you. <laughs> well, back in the day I had time. Yeah. Yeah. 
but now you got to watch it in like five parts. Yeah, well, you're gonna have time to sit down for three hours. Yeah, I'm gonna watch thirty minutes a day, and I'll finish by the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. But uh, yeah, so but it's it's funny. These kinds of things have me thinking a lot lately. Um, to segue into kind of our our pre tips and tips today is that uh, it's got me thinking a lot of what a lot of people are going through. You know, because I've seen a lot of interesting things happening with social media, and uh, even just through talking with other business owners, um, there's some that are literally not even noticing anything changing with the economy. And then I see others that are blaming the economy, like, oh, I'm a little slow. And then they instantly, oh, it's because of inflation or it's, uh, you know, it's the time of year or, oh, it's people don't want to get stuff done to their car and all all this kind of thing. There's just excuse after excuse. Um, And, you know, in some instances that that could be, you know, 100% valid, but I definitely have noticed a difference. There's those that either just keep growing and haven't noticed anything going on others that have slowed down. And then I, I've definitely noticed a lot more that have, let's just say free time to post on social media and stuff like that uh, because they're not busy, you know? And uh, it's almost like that's the way you, you really do. People don't think of it that way, but it, it is almost for those of us that didn't have social media before, yeah. which we have a different perspective, right? Yeah. Those that have been a business that never knew anything other than social media your perspective is much different than ours. 100%. When we look at you, yeah. we go, what you just said, if you're on social a lot, that means yeah. you're probably not that busy. Yeah. And the other side is too, listen, when I was growing HyperClean, starting at, you know, 16, 17, and really pushing 18, nine, like I, the amount that I was on social was way beyond anybody else because I was trying to get people to, to understand who we were, you know, get some awareness, just leaving comments. I was spending hours a day. I was making, at one point in time, we were trying to do eight posts a day. Damn. Damn. Went down to five, went down to three, now we're at one. Like we yeah. used to spend a lot of time. I mean, that's all we did. Edit, edit, edit. I mean, hell, there was a, there was a funny, it's a funny story. Uh, I had a girlfriend break up with me. Because I was, quote, unquote, she was Puerto Rican. We were starting to understand this about Latin cultures, right? Yeah. So, but she thought I was cheating on her. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. No. Do you know how much time it takes to edit these videos? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to learn this. I'm having to do it on my phone. Like, I'm not a video editor. And so she came over one day knocking on my door. And that was the day I broke up, I broke up with her. I was like, yeah, we're going to need to take a break on this because yeah. she to my door asking where she was and what I was doing. I was like, here's my yoga mat. This is what I do. I I do yoga. I stretch and I edit videos. Like that's that's what I've been doing for four hours. I got about two and a half more to go. Like, you're like, I wish I was, you know, I don't have time for Fuck Yeah. It'd have been awesome. But I did enjoy what I was doing. I'd still enjoy editing our videos, you know, I did. We, we've got some sure. new people that have started coming in. They're going to shoot videos up. People start seeing that more. Uh, I enjoy the, I mean, I've got, you know, I've been watching YouTube stuff myself, trying to learn more about the way people are doing YouTube videos and how to do and what, what I need to buy. Yeah. And man, I love it. I love B-roll. I love learning how to do all that stuff. Yeah. Putting out the, so we have a new product uh, launching today. It's called Spray Coat. Okay. 
all the videos and all that stuff and trying to lay out it all. I, I'd love, I dig it. I mean, we're, I'm, I was editing a video today of, of uh, Rachel is a girl that came in and we're going to put that out. It was on her cobalt. It's a Chevy cobalt. I love these right. because it's extra, right. You know, it's a Chevy cobalt, right? Yeah. Half that bumper is kind of, kind of like sticking out. Cause you know, something happened, you know, it hasn't really been that well taken care of. And we show instant hydrophobics, instant protection using our spray coat product while she, you know, sprays it on and rinses it off. And I mean, I've got multiple cameras set it up with phones on tripods. I've, I've got, I've got one where I bought this new little thing that, you know, it can swing back and forth when I'm on a oh, tripod. Yeah. And then I've got a gimbal on another phone that's connected to a, a real, you know, one of those poles so that I can yeah. do different shots with a pole and a gimbal. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that's wicked, I'm man. into yeah. it. I'm into yeah. it, but it takes time. It takes a lot of time. And that, that chick broke yeah. up with me or I broke up with her that night because she thought I was cheating on her. I was like, technically, I guess I am. I mean, I'm, I'm editing videos, spending more time on my business than you, but and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you, do you think that's why people are slow? They actually uh, just don't spend enough time doing I mean, all the stuff that goes into it because I mean, it was so easy for so many years. Yeah, so easy to to open up a, a detailing business, especially if people did it in 2020. There's a massive right at 2020. There was a there was people that did go out, but then there was this influx, probably 20 to 30 percent more into the industry of of people that lost their jobs or you know something happened and they just started cleaning cars and people needed cars cleaning. Their business went really well, and 2021 was the same way, but. We're hearing not only what you heard, but we're hearing from other brands. Like there's brands that are selling us. They're 30 to 40% down through the yeah. summer. And we're like, huh? You're down? Big brands. Like it's, yeah. How yeah. are you down? We were up. Like I did, you know, and just trying to figure out because we know the people. So it wasn't, we're just talking, right? Like, of course. But, yeah. But still, yeah, they were down. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Why and do you think that is? What you th- I think it's a mix um, of a few things. And I think that there's people that don't do any of it at all. Even my own shop, we're guilty of that. We do very little social media stuff uh, because we do things in a more strategic way. It's just what we found is more effective for us. Um, I think each market is different. And I think part of the problem is people look for kind of a one size fits all marketing approach. And a lot of them, they'll do a lot of their own stuff, which is great but they're not doing it the right way. And I always compare it to building fans versus building an audience. Mm. And so a lot of people will put things out there in an effort to build fans and, you know, like, look at this car I just did or this and that, but they're not explaining anything that adds value for the new customer that sees that uh, versus putting out something that you're going to actually build an audience. And I think the way to do that instead of just, you know, look at this car or we had this Lambo in last week or whatever the case is, I think the better approach is to, explain the tools you use, explain the process you do, um, explain why you started the business, explain why you're still in business, explain how you get involved in the community, tell your story more. Community. Community, Hey, Uh, one thing along those lines that I tell people is why don't you tell the story of why this customer needed your help? Yeah. And that will latch people into you know, oh, they had that problem. I've got that problem. You solve this problem for them. Oh, you can solve that problem for it's me. The same one, exactly. And even if they don't have the exact same problem, by them seeing that a you're solving problems for customers, they may have a different problem 
but seeing like, oh, this guy has the answers. Mm-hmm. So let me reach out and say like, hey, can you do this or that? Like, like on our website, we talk about, you know, we do paint protection film and, you know, ads we put out, we do paint protection film, all this kind of stuff. And we still get emails from people and they're like, hey, I've got, you know, Volkswagen Jetta. And I was wondering, can you paint protection film? Like, can you put that on my hood? And it's like, well, yeah, of course we can. And what we used to do was just send them the link and say, like, here's our page about paint protection film. They understand we do it. But what we realized is they didn't know if we were only doing it for high end vehicles. They thought that because on our page, we had, you know, examples of cars we had done and they were all high end because we wanted to showcase, you know, the best of the best. But that's if we want to try and impress another shop. If we're trying to attract customers, we've got to just put a mix of different cars. And that's what we realized. And so all of our stuff that we send over to people now, if someone says like, hey, I'm looking for paint protection film, they let us know the vehicle they have. And the first thing we say is absolutely, we just did three of those. That's the first thing we say. And so it's things like that that we put out into our marketing. And it's those little tweaks that keep us super slammed. The reason we don't do the social media stuff is just literally we're too busy. and We can't find a bigger shop right now. Uh, We've been looking for about two or three months. If we find something, we're moving and then we're going to, you know, double our volume right now. But uh, we just we literally can't take on more than what we have right now in our 4000 square feet. Uh, But for those guys that are not busy, they should be busy, in my opinion, because we're in Canada. It's already cold here right now. Uh, There's no reason why our shops should be as slammed as it is all year round. And so if we were fortunate to be somewhere else, (laughs) we could operate a little more easily uh, all throughout the year. Uh, definitely the, the money is out there. The business is out there. Absolutely. You may just have to switch gears. Your entire business can't be seasonal. Parts of it might be. So maybe, you know, think of yourself as if, you know, like home painters, how they operate here. They do exterior painting uh, during the summer months usually. And then they book their kitchen rentals and stuff like that for the colder months because they can work indoors. So do something similar if you're in that situation or take a look at your business and just see, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going too far here. I'm, I'm giving, you're like, yeah, 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 you're giving more than the tip here. So basically, I think it's a mix of what people are doing and not doing right. I think those that are posting too much on social media, they might be posting content that really just doesn't add any value. So you're spending a lot of time, but you're kind of just the mouse on the wheel running in place. And then there's those that aren't doing it at all that maybe could benefit from doing one post a day or even twice a week, you know, something like that. Yeah, that's what we we found that the more we cut back and did less, our yeah. quality got better. Uh, yeah. And then it, now you're it's like target practice. Now you're hitting the target every time, but you're shooting less arrows, you know. And so that's same kind of thing versus just a shotgun approach. You know, psh, I'm just gonna blast it out there. Uh, and I, I I think a lot of it, to be honest, is people follow some popular marketers online, like Gary V, for example, has a lot of great advice, but a lot of times people kind of don't think about the advice that he's giving. He'll say things like, all you got to do is put out content, just put out as much content as you can. But what they're not understanding is that he's not saying put out as much shitty content as you can. And people just think, oh, he said, just put out content. Well, they don't listen to what else he says is how you, you know, people ask, you know, how do you know if it's good? Like, Listen, the market's going to tell you. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you got people watching, it's good. If you don't have people watching, it's not good. Exactly. So. And if you have people engaging, you're better, right? So if, if you're putting out, I see it all the time. Someone will put out a, 
a question to something and then it'll get like two likes no comments and i'm like you just asked a question nobody yeah. answered that's why i never used to ask questions <laughs> yeah exactly like, uh, i was like i don't my, want nobody to answer not answer yeah. my question like yeah. i just know yeah. i was like i'm gonna save my face on this one i just will very few times ask a question absolutely and if you have done that and it's on your business page on your feed keep in mind that customers if they land on your page your feed they're going to go back a couple of days or weeks and check stuff if that question's still there unanswered just delete it you're better off to just remove it from from existence because it looks terrible it looks like oh geez no one's even engaging in this customer uh, or in this business so why should i you know because people are very much herd mentality they're going to follow where you know if they don't know you You've got to build trust with them somehow. And if they're like, geez, this guy's social page has cobwebs on it. You know, why am I going to, you know? So I think quality definitely would be the one. And then quantity would be the second. You're trying to warm up to that tip, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I'm warming up to the tip. I'm circling. I'm circling. <laughs> All right. So I'll give mine. Um, okay. I thought it was really cool. So this. This past uh, weekend, one of the things that we did was we went to, uh, it's called Boohaha, and it's, uh, it's a thing. We have a, a little area here. It's called Brookside. It's, you know, it's, it's a nice area, shops, restaurants, you know, but it's, we, for us, it used to be a good clubbing place back in the day, and we go to a couple of bars. It was actually a, a place called The Brook, which would, back in the 50s was apparently a, a, a movie theater that then oh, somewhere in the nineties, they had changed it to this restaurant and we've been going, the Brook is still here. It's real popular. Anyway, this area is called the Brookside and uh, they do what's called boo-ha-ha and, you know, kids get in a costume you walk around. Sometimes you can walk around and, you know, go into some of the businesses and they'll give candy, but mostly you go and it's a, it's a, you know, they drive around, you know, you, you go and sit and it's a parade and they drive through and have all this crazy. I mean, it was cool, like cool cars that people, that, cause this was Halloween, right? So they took these random buses and made crazy, you know, yeah. things out of it. They, uh, one of them had this really, really old, probably in the sixties, something there's a sixties Plymouth, um, one of those big boats Oh yeah. and they had these ramps that they had attached to it front and back and i was like okay that's cool and there was guys on bikes and i was like all right yeah they're gonna okay i can see how this goes but i'm like that's a pretty big giant gap between the the ramp yeah. and the ground like doesn't make sense they keep going then they stop and it goes psh, psh. i'm like oh shit they had on bags and it lowers all the way down and these guys come in on bikes and they're doing all the flips and doing oh, all the crazy shit wicked. and then it goes psh, psh. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, hell, it was cool. Right. Everybody's throwing out candy. Good times. So, here's my tip give it to your mom and know it's a one in a trillion chance. Just give it to your mom. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a one in a trillion chance that something's really going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was really trying to keep a straight face there. <laughs> so, one of the things that got handed out was people walked around with, if there's a bunch of kids, that means there's also what? Parents. Parents. So there was a couple businesses in the parade that went, we're going to have something specifically for the parents. And that's what this said. Give this to your mom 
and tell her you love her. Damn. That's good. That is good. And what do you think's on the other side? Right? Some type of coupon. It was like a 10% off skincare, something, right? But it was cool. Give it to your mom, right? So, hey, here's my tip. Give it to your mom. But also know there's a one in a trillion chance, right? Like, this isn't, what was that psychologist? This isn't Freud, right? We're not going there. So all you you people with some Freud complexes here, I'm not talking about that. (laughs) <laughs> but you know i mean it's one a trillion chance for a birth to actually happen so yeah <laughs> you know anyway off the clock chance, right? we're not going listen. there even yeah, though yeah, it's off the not. clock you freudians we're not going there shame on you <laughs> here's here's where it's a one a trillion chance right like yeah you're going to spend and you're going to invest. And I, I talked to a guy, you, you mentioned people are slowing down. I talked to a guy last week and he asked for a little bit of time. I had a brief moment. I gave him a call, man, what's going on? He goes, man, I, I've slowed down. I, I don't even know if I'm going to make it in the winter. Uh, I, I think I probably should get a, a side, a, you know, a job and then just kind of do this. He had just started the summer and he's here in the Midwest, you know, it's going to start. It already has slowed down. Weather does affect business here massively. What'd you do, man? How are you marketing? What are you doing? Well, I handed out some cards. Actually, I handed out quite a few, probably about 700 cards. Wow, that's awesome. What else did you do? Well, I made some posts. Yeah. Okay. What else did you do? Uh, um, uh, uh, uh. Okay. Give it to your mom is great, right? Got it in the parent's hand. But what's the chance that they're going to see that? And when my wife and, you know, stepson gives it to her, gives it to his mom, looks at it and goes, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did it work? No, it didn't work. You got to find things like this to do, right? You and I both saw it and go, oh, yeah, like great yeah. job, right? But it's still a one in trillion chance, right? You can For give sure. it to your mom every night. And it's still one in trillion chance. Yep. So it's going to take more. And that's what I eventually talked to this guy about. I was like, hey, listen, man, cards are great. Yeah. We're designing a business card for my wife's business, right? Like, yeah. But I haven't carried a card in probably five or six years, if not even before that. I stopped carrying cards a long time ago. You can hand people stuff all you want. What's the chances that just giving somebody something is going to get them to do business? Got to break the mold of, hey, we did a great job. We gave out stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Now my business is going to (laughs) grow. The hands up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's really what so many, it's what so many people think. It's true. But it's just, it's not, you got to want to try like, you got some chances here, but it's just not much. So it's a great idea. I love what it was. It was great. And I maybe they did. Hopefully they did get quite a bit. But like, I'm sure, right, we're always going to say there is a ROI percentage. 100%, the average, yeah. You mentioned some different stats than I've heard. Apparently, Canadian stats are much different with papers and all that <laughs> stuff, right? The stats I've heard are dramatically much less here in the States. It's it's lower yeah. than three percent. Yeah, it, so most just, advertising 
just understand yeah like it's you can hand it out but if that's all you're doing and and all you're doing is making some posts and do it okay but it's going to take a lot more than that it's going to take a lot more now you got you got some chances with that but you really got to find some some other things also also and a good way to look at that numbers game i think is go in with a very you know, average rate, let's say 2%. Okay. And then what you want to do is figure out how many customers you need to sustain yourself. Then you can literally do this math and you can say, okay, so I need, you know, a hundred customers to sustain myself. And I need that every month consistently. Then you can say, okay, how many people do I need to reach to get my 2%? And then now you have to find a way to reach all those people. But then you have to also understand that you're not always going to get that 2%. Sometimes you're going to get zero. So now you have to go above and beyond. So you can do the math and figure out that if I get 2% from here, 2% from here. So I do Google ads and Facebook posts. I'm in groups. I'm handing cards out. I do the, you know, give this to your mom thing. You, you do all those things. It's going to be a certain percentage from each of them. And that's going to basically fill your funnel. And we've talked a lot about funnels, but to get the people in the funnel, you're going to get 2% in the funnel and then you're going to get a percentage of that 2% that actually become your customers. And so as they go through that funnel, those numbers get whittled down pretty fast. And that's, it's the reason why Coca-Cola still advertises everywhere. Everybody knows the name, everybody sees it in the store, but they still have to advertise everywhere because they still need to get a percentage from here, a percentage from here, a percentage from here. And that's how they keep the ship running. And uh, so that's, you can you can do that math. You can figure out approximately how many different places you need to be at and how much effort you need to be. But you definitely have to do a lot more than that. Like the amount of marketing you do, Marty, hundred percent. Like you're everywhere. You're even on this podcast for a reason. You're giving your time and your energy, and there's a lot of planning that goes in this. And you know that's putting yourself out there. And myself as well. I'm here. You know, putting myself out there as well for the same kind of reasons because I have to be everywhere. I have to yep. do this and do that and. You got to do it. So you got to put the work in and we work super long hours. Fortunately, none of our spouses now accuse us of <laughs> having, you know, relations with the MacBook, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you got to put yourself out there. Absolutely. So that was a great tip. That's what I, uh, yes, that's you're funny. You say that. So last night I sat down on the bed right next to her so she could see what I was not, yeah. not out of, right? Like it's not, yeah. you know, every man and wife are different. Like it, it wasn't out of like, but yeah. it was just like, listen, I want to talk to you about what I'm doing because we're laying in bed and I just want to show you what I'm doing with work. Yeah. And it's, it's and you still want to get your stuff done, but include yeah. her in it as well. Yeah. So that, yeah. Well, it's funny. Uh, and second but point. you, yeah, you said that about their affair with your MacBook. It was like, yeah, like yeah. I get that because I wanted to make sure she knew like, Hey, let me show you what I'm oh, doing. Man. It's only going to be a couple of minutes. I know we're, we're about to lay down, too. you know, like, absolutely. And, yeah. and most times I'll, I'll be like, Hey, I got to catch up on something, whatever it is. So I'll, pull in the laptop and I'm in bed and I try not to make a habit of it. But if I have some coding to do or something, I pull it in. And she usually says like, you know, I really appreciate that you're here, even though we're, you're not really like paying attention to me, you're here, you know, just being there. So, so it, it's give and take, you know? And so it's, uh, it helps having a supportive spouse, you know, for that helps as well. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's funny. It hasn't always been like that. <laughs> All relationships that's for sure but but you got to put the time in still you know and i realized that uh, i need to sustain you know now a family and stuff like that but prior to that i had to sustain myself so anyone that came into my life 
It's like, unless you're contributing to the longevity of Sean, <laughs> you know, uh, I got to make time for this. And it's that simple. But, uh, which brings me to my tip because uh, look, your tip was all about giving it to someone's mom. <laughs> so, so my tip is about momentum. <laughs> momentum. Momentum. There we go. Momentum. That's going to be the title of the episode. Momentum. <laughs> I love it. Momentum. It'll be the first time that's ever searched in YouTube. 100%. <laughs> so momentum. Uh, so a lot of guys that are slowing down right now, uh, it's easy to get inside your head and it's easy to feel bad about your situation. Feel like you have to quit. Feel like uh, things just aren't going to improve or not sure what to do. And with that comes a complete change in your attitude. And it also comes with a change in all kinds of things you don't even notice your tonality when you're talking to someone on the phone. So even if you do get a prospect in talking to them, you might not be operating at your optimum level for sales. You might be talking to them. You think you're doing a great job. You think you're just killing the sales game, uh, but really they can almost hear the desperation in you. Um, And so that's where my advice is to build up some momentum and start with little things, quick wins. If you have no jobs right now, call one of your old customers and literally offer them free detail just to get out of your head, get detailing again or something like that. And you can make up whatever you want. Hey, like uh, I was about to do a job down the road from you and the guy had to reschedule. So I'm already in your neighborhood. Can I swing by? Whatever, something, anything. I don't know about free. Come on, Sean. Come now, hear me out. Hear me out. No, what I'm saying is if you literally are in a headspace where you're thinking of giving up, sometimes you just need to kind of get back on the treadmill and you got to get things going again. But I do agree, which brings me to my next point, is that if you're just slower, but you still have some jobs and things like that, then the best thing you can do is call up all your existing appointments and see who's got a second vehicle and offer them a spousal discount. Say, hey, listen, we can get both the cars in. And, you know, since we're doing this on these, this other car as well, we can do it for a discounted rate, whatever. Da, 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 da. We're only opening this up to 10 customers or something. Then you just work your list. You call through. As people call you back and you fill those spaces up, you're going to get into the groove of selling again. And you're going to close again more of these deals when you talk to new customers. And it's just kind of a way of rebuilding and re-energizing yourself internally and mentally to be able to do more sales. Uh, because everyone goes through it. Marty, I, I hear what you're saying about the no free stuff. Trust me. <laughs> but sometimes to get back into a good headspace, you have to start doing stuff that you did in your business before. So if you're sitting there, literally nothing on your calendar, a good place to start building momentum is little tasks, little jobs. And then that's going to translate into your sales as well. Um, so what we do right now, if let's say uh, we have a period where we're fully booked up, and we can't take any more jobs, things like that. When we have someone call, we do book them further ahead. And then we go through the regular routine. We say, you know, yeah, we can get you, you know, on the wait list and yada, yada, yada. But since we don't have any other, you know, tasks that we have to immediately do right now, I have my phone staff go and start talking longer to the customers, asking them more questions that we usually don't have the time for when we're slammed. So we take that time and we say, hey, listen, um, you know, how was it that you found us? So you found us on Google. What, what exactly were you searching? I'm always curious how this all works, you know, and just ask them some questions like that. They'll tell you certain things or, oh, you saw us on Facebook. That's fantastic. Uh, do you remember which post it was? Oh, it was that post. Uh, when you usually see our posts, are they usually on this day or that day? 
we just ask them some random questions, try and learn a little bit more about them. Like, do you have any dogs in the house? You know, stuff like that. We add these notes to their profile and it helps just build up a customer profile because usually we don't have time for this. So we take that time to do these kinds of things, little things, and we build momentum so that when we're talking now to other customers later, we can use that momentum to, to close deals. So my advice is do things in your business that you either A, didn't have the time to do before, that you now have the time to do, but make sure they're quality things. And the other thing is make sure that you keep doing what you primarily do for your business. So if you only do interiors, reach out to some, some past customers and see if you can close them. And I agree 100%, Marty. Start with your regular price, but if that doesn't seem to be working, yeah, discounts okay, but for, for sure. I'm not saying for all of them, but I'm saying if you have no jobs at all, if you're staring at an empty shop and you're kicking around a polisher, <laughs> get something in your shop, you know, ASAP. And that momentum is going to build you into the next thing. See, I'm trying to throw that in, into the momentum. I thought you were going to say, go call your mom and have her come on. <laughs> and go stick it to your mom. That's <laughs> if you've got an empty shop. <laughs> so, so definitely my advice would be do something and get the ball rolling again. That's, that's kind of my takeaway for today. That's my tip. Yeah, there we go. We've covered all bases. We've talked about rim jobs, sticking it to your mom, balls. <laughs> you name it. It's the off the clock show. But uh, yeah, so these were good tips, man. Um, yeah, and oh, the pineapple scent though. When does that launch? Oh, well, it's not the scent that launches. We'll have it in a product. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm going through all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll have others. Uh, so we get different scents that come in when I'm formulating a new product, mm. um, working with it. So, so is this going in an existing product or a specific product that's new? It'll be new. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Look at you being all tight. Kind of a reform. <laughs> it's a bit much okay. to go. It's a bit much to ask, but there's some inner workings of something that I'm working on. Okay. That, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. See? Okay. That's good. And it's going to be pineapple scented or flavored or not flavored. That's for tasting. Scented. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to. Don't drink this. Yeah, you don't, yeah. Yeah. No, scents are a big deal, though. Absolutely. I think, mm -hmm. uh, like us, we use the Tornador a lot and uh, we mix in, like with our APC, we mix in uh, different scents in there. It just kills two birds with one stone. And then, uh, but yeah, they're, they're a big deal. Even if it's not for the, the customer, even just for our staff, like you got to think, man, they're working there, you know, all day for them to, you know, smell something nice too, is good for them too. So absolutely. And then, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, good stuff, man. These were good tips. And, and round two for the podcast went a lot better than our round one. <laughs> See, we got some momentum going. That's what happened, you know? And uh, yeah, because after the last episode, watching the first rim job, you know, it just... I don't know. That's what broke my camera, to be honest. But anyway. <laughs> all right, Marty. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> I'll see you next Tuesday, all right? It's done. Thanks, guys. Ciao. See you, man. See you.